0: Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Praise God. How many brought your Bibles tonight? Amen. If you got your Bible, just hold it up, shake it, make the devil mad. That's the only thing that makes him mad. Amen. Going to church didn't make him mad. Praise God. Giving the seed offering didn't make him mad, but when you open up that Bible and begin to read it, it makes him mad. Amen? Because it is the living word. Amen? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, The living word. The living word. Praise God. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn with me tonight, if you would, to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Starting at the seventh verse, going to read down to verse number 13, 1 Samuel 16, 7 through 13. If you have it, just stand to your feet for the reading and reverence of the word. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 7. What did I say? Okay. 1 Samuel 16, verse number 7. Did y'all hear me on this side, Blake? <laughs> I might have said 7. No. Hannah's from Oklahoma. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, reset. Reset. Amen. We talked about resetting the mind on Sunday. How many was here for that? Amen. How many liked it? Well, half of you did, so that's good. (laughs) Praise God. We're going to talk about resetting the heart tonight. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, neighbor. If your heart ain't right. Nothing will be right right. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse number 7 Just some old familiar story Uh, But we're going to pull some things out here Talking about King David And uh, before he was a King David He was just a shepherd boy And so God began to move And he called uh, King David 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse number 7 The Bible says But the Lord said to Samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical statue because I have, ref- I have refused him. Because I have refused him for the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and and he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes, and good looking, kind of like me. You saw I throw that in there. (laughs) And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. And anointed in the midst of his brothers. Listen, this, listen, mark this down. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Listen, what I just said here. Listen, he anointed him, and the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Rama Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, as we stand in your presence today, let your word, as it begins to move in this place, Lord, your word gives life, your word is life. And I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that tonight, Lord, as we're talking about the heart, Lord, that tonight you talk to the heart. Heavenly Father, Lord, and you cause great things to happen in this place today. Those that are watching me at home, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would move mightily, Lord, in their homes today. Lord, that we would have an understanding of the power of the heart and how to reset the heart. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Amen. When we talk about the heart, there's two different things here that we have to uh, uh, kind of kind of mention here, there's two different things at the heart, uh, and, and it, it's not the behavior of the heart, but it's the issue of the heart. Amen. See, because behavior is learned, look at your neighbor and say, uh-oh, oh. hey, have you ever went to, to your friend's house and you come home and your mom said, why are you behaving like that? Who you been around? You're behaving because, because behavior is something that is learned. And if we get around some people or things, we start behaving sometimes like them because it's learned. And and the heart, whether we know it or not, the heart can learn how to behave a certain way. But the issue of the heart is what we have to reset. It's not the behavior of the heart, it's the issue of the heart. And sometimes we can go through to to things in our life that the heart can get hardened and every now and then we got to reset our heart uh, we, we have uh, we, we, we have circuit breakers and we have outlets we uh, and, and, and uh, GFI's ground fault outlets and we can reset them when they blow uh, a circuit and sometimes our hearts can blow circuits and sometimes we have to reset that we don't understand that, that uh, we, we at times because we have, I mean, our heart has learned how to behave a certain way. And so, and so we know how to think good at some times, but the Bible says that as a man thinketh, so is his heart. And so if, if a heart isn't, if, if we're not resetting some things in our life, sometimes some issues This got way down in our heart can cause us to and and even trigger some things in our life to come up later. The Bible says that in this story right here, this is the very starting of where David. And the Bible says that uh, that his dad Jesse had took David out and put him out into a field. And David was the eighth son of Jesse. Now we all know that eight means new beginnings. Okay. Now, God was about to do something, and there was a new beginning going to take place. And so, so Jesse has all of these young boys who grew up to be young men. And so there was a man by the name of Saul, that the people's choice. Look at your neighbor and say, the people's choice. The people's choice. You know, sometimes we, we like to choose things because it looks good to us, and we think, man, that's what God wants. That's exactly what God wants. And so so God tells Samuel, now after Saul had messed up and Saul had messed up several times by not listening to God, God had told Samuel, he said, said, I have rejected Saul as king. I'm going to choose a new king. Samuel said, well, who are you going to choose? He said, I want you to go to Jesse's house because I found one of his boys that I'm going to choose. And Samuel says, Lord, what am I going to tell Saul? I mean, he's tall. He's a big old boy. And he's the king. He said, don't tell him nothing. He said, just tell him you're going to go sacrifice. And you go to Jesse's house and you sacrifice. And when you get there, he said, I will tell you who I choose. So Samuel, okay, he gets there. Matter of fact, the Bible says that when Samuel comes into town, that the elders of the church ask Samuel, hey, what's wrong? Because Samuel's coming into town. Samuel was a man that the Bible said that every word that come out of his mouth didn't even touch the ground. He was feared greatly because he spoke what God told him to speak. And so he comes into town and he gets to Jesse's house. And so he tells Jesse, we're going to sacrifice and we're going to choose a king today. And God has chosen your family to choose a king. He said, I want you to get all of your sons and I want you to get them up here because God has chosen a king. Now listen to exactly as I started here in the seventh verse. That the first son that stood up there, okay, the behavior of the heart has already went because, because the first son that stood up there was tall. He was big. He'd already learned that he picked Saul or the people had chosen Saul because he was a head taller than everybody else. And he was good looking. That's what the Bible says. He was good to look on. He was good looking. And he was a head taller than everybody else. And they thought, man, if we got a king like this, he's going to walk around. He's taller than everybody. Everybody's going to fear us. And And so Samuel's heart, listen to me. Samuel's a great guy. But still yet, his heart, he's going by the behavior. A lot of times, sometimes I think we do that in times is we think that this is what God wants. And and then we squabble in half fits because God ain't answering our prayers. Uh-oh. Lord, why? Why ain't you? I I don't understand, Lord. I, I I've been doing everything that, that that I know to do, but you're going and, and you're not dealing. Sometimes I think what happens is, is we don't deal with the issue. See, because if behavior is learned, we got to understand what have we learned? What is the things in our life? If, if, if behavior is learned, what is the things that we have learned in our life that even though the enemy has come, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you get to a certain place in your life, the enemy is very, very patient. And he sets back and he waits. He waits for that moment. He waits for that time in your life where you think you got it all together. A lot of times what happens is is we don't reset our hearts. We come to church. How many's had a broken heart? Something very deep that had happened to you or maybe somebody said something to you and and, uh, uh, growing up, Tanner Lane and even Blake, old Blakey, uh, they would do things, and, and 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 we'd get on to them, and and sometimes kind of spat them a little bit. And they, but but there was times when we would just scold them and say, "Hey, why did you do that?" And it broke their heart. I mean, they just. I mean, you beat them to death, and they just look at you. But you say something that, that gets down deep and all of a sudden they just cry.
1: <laughs>
0: See, and I think at times what happens is we have learned a behavior to hide things. So down deep. And if we don't deal with it, it will deal with us. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. If you don't deal with the issue, the issue will deal with you. Now David had been rejected. Okay, this is a story of David being rejected. He was the youngest boy. How many knows that the youngest person or sibling always got the best? Oh, they're the baby. They get everything. When you read this story, this is what you, you think, well, he's the youngest and he's in the field and the oldest because he had been to a part in his life as a young boy, he had been rejected and sent out into the field. But he eternal rejection into a praise place. Let me tell you something. When you feel at that time in your life, when you feel like that, that, uh, there's nobody that cares or, or, or uh, nobody understands, uh, use that platform right there to give God everything you have. Come on. Come on. Because in that moment, that's when he chooses us. God don't choose us because, because we've done everything right. Now, don't do everything wrong, but I'm telling you. Because he knows the future. He's looking at what is ahead of you. God didn't choose you because, praise God, you quit cussing today. (laughs) God's seen you five days from now, and guess what? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. See, he knows what's going to happen. God chose you here. But in the end, he knows what's going to happen here. He already seen you before. It's called predestined. The Bible says that we have been predestined by God. The, that word predestined, it just means to, to know ahead. God already knows He has predestined us. He has called He, 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 he didn't call us in the greatness of everything because we got everything right. He calls us in a mess. In our hearts, sometimes it learns patterns. We can come to church and become professional Christians. I mean, we know when to stand up. We know when to sing. We know when to shuck and buck. Come on, somebody. I mean, we know when to do all of those things. I'm Pentecostal. Why are you Pentecostal? Because you go to a Pentecostal church? Yeah. because I go to a Pentecostal church. That's why I'm Pentecostal. And so we learn these things and we learn how to do them really well and a heart gets into a pattern. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart does a mouth speak. And there's sometimes when you say things that you should not say. And, And some people will use that scripture against us. Don't you hate that when they do that? You go, oh, I didn't mean. It. Oh, yeah, you did. The Bible says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, does the mouth speak." You meant it. And a lot of times, we didn't mean it. It's just at the heat of the moment. I mean, I mean, because to every action, there's always a reaction. You don't believe me? Let me slap you. <laughs> Do you think you're not going to react? I guarantee you, you won't be Jesus. <laughs> just hit the other one, preacher. I'm saved. I would would really like to stand here and tell you I could do that, but I'm telling you right now. (laughs) that, And I'm your pastor. (laughs) Anyway, to every action there is a reaction. And so what the enemy does is he sits back and he watches how our heart handles things. And even though... There wasn't a full on deal here. If we do not reset our heart and get it right, those things start building up. David was called before everybody. He was out in the field. The Bible says that he was out in the field with the sheep and the goats. Not just the sheep, but the goats. He was out in the field with the sheep and the goats, and the Bible said that that Samuel walked before every one of those, and God says, I had not chosen none of them. Samuel's heart has learned the behavior, and he's thinking, okay, I'm going to choose another king just like the people have chosen. And God is saying, look, the people ain't choosing now. I'm choosing. And, And God said, I don't look on the outside or the stature of a man. He says, I look on the heart of a man, and I have not chosen none of these. And they're standing before you, but your heart has broken you into a behavior place and you think this is what I want and God is saying this is not what I want Samuel says do you have any more sons He says, well I got one he's out in the field with the sheep and the goats he's the youngest one I mean who sends the runt out in the field you can tell in this story by reading it that there's a rejection thing going on here not only can you tell them the story, there's a rejection thing going on here. This this is a Hebrew family. Hebrews have brown hair, they are dark skinned and brown eyes, kind of like me. When they bring David in, he's red headed. What? <laughs> what happened? He didn't look like the rest of the family. There were some issues going on. And so he's been put out in the field. He's been, been 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 rejected. But he goes out and turns his rejection to a praise platform. And out in the praise platform, God calls him. Amen. Woo! Ain't you so glad that, that God doesn't listen to everybody else? And while the behavior of a man's heart is now looking to get what the same pattern. The thing about it is is we like to chase after the same thing and the same pattern and the same thing over and over and over. Every single time that I go have breakfast I tell myself I am not going to eat biscuits and gravy. <laughs> and they say choose your sides and I'll say biscuits and gravy. <laughs> That's a bad habit. <laughs> but we get into a same pattern. We get into a same thing. We do the same things over and over, and it becomes a, 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 a behavioral thing. And the enemy sits back, and he watches us And he wa- because we are a creature of habits. Uh, and we like to do the same thing. We don't like to get out of sync. Uh, we don't like to do something different because if we do something different, it messes everything up, and we have a bad day, and it didn't go right. We want everything just like we always do it. The enemy watches us and he sees what gets us out of whack. So the Bible says that David comes up and 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 at the moment he walks up, walks up, God says, This is the one that I've chosen. He's just a boy. He's just a boy that's been called out of the field. And the Bible said that Samuel stands up and he takes the horn of oil. Listen, listen. He don't get the little cute bottle of anointing oil at the Bible bookstore that smells good and and, and little and dab it on his finger and put it on his head. The horn of oil held two and a half gallons of oil. Can you imagine what would happen when you said, preacher, I want you to to dedicate my baby and anoint them. If I pulled out the two and a half gallon of oil and dumped it on that baby's head. (laughs) Could you imagine when you come and stood in line and and you said, "Uh, preacher, I want you to anoint me. Here's the thing. Down in southeastern Oklahoma one time, there, there, there was a preacher. And and uh, he he was sitting there, and there was a guy who said, "Look, I've been called to preach, and I want you to anoint me to preach." Uh, pastor said, "Okay." He went over and got the oil that he had, and he he opened it up. Everybody gathered around. And he took the oil right on top of him. I was sitting in the in the service. And I thought, "Ooh, I'm not anointed," <laughs> not by him. And he took the oil and he dumped it on that man's head. I mean, he just went whoop, 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 and. <laughs> I was I? I mean, his head was oily, all the way down to his to his uh, shirt, and all the way down, and just run, just I mean, just just run everywhere. And he said, "This is biblical." I was thinking, "Dude, we're not in the Bible days." Just put it on my forehead. But the Bible says that from that day forward, listen to me, from that day forward, the Spirit of God came upon David. Listen to me. It never left him. From that day forward, it never left him. Now, he had a lot of problems. How many would agree to that? He had a lot of issues in his life all the way up and now you go through all of these things and now you get to this place and David is about 52 years old I think somewhere along in there in in 2 Samuel chapter 11 when all the kings went to war and David stayed home and now he he got comfortable and he got relaxed and he walked out upon the top of his palace and he looked out and he saw Bathsheba and she's bathing and he looked at her he thought I'd like to have her and so he called her over and the Bible says that he laid with her and slept with her and the next day she was pregnant or, or find out that she was pregnant, and so and so she was a married woman, and so now David's heart, listen to me, is starting to behave like it always had. I'm king. I'm king. This the. This is what I've got to do. I'm king. And so his heart starts behaving because there's a lot of issues that he hasn't dealt with. But but his heart starts behaving in such a way that he calls Uriah the Hittite, which is her husband, Bathsheba's husband. He called him in and he said, hey, I I, I want to know how the war is. Go have some time with your wife. And so 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 Uriah stayed in the guard in, 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 in the palace with the guards, and he didn't go in. And the next day, David was furious because he didn't go lay with his wife. And so then he got him drunk. Wow. What kind of man of God, king is this? Because when you start doing behavioral things out of your heart, what happens is, is you start doing things out of character. My God, I'm preaching in here tonight. We start doing. Things that's completely out of character that we know that isn't right, but our heart is behaving uh, by the tragedy that we have been through all the time because when we come to the altar, we don't reset our hearts. Uh, We just uh, feel sorry for ourselves. And Lord, just please help me. Uh, But there's got to come a time uh, when we have to deal with the real issue uh, on the inside of our lives. Uh, The thing that happened to you when you was a child uh, is a horrible thing. Uh, But learn to reset, don't just cover it over and don't just come to church but learn to reset your heart. David went through a lot of times in his life and now he's at his place because he hadn't took the time to reset his heart and now he's going by behavior. And so, and so now he gets Uriah drunk and Uriah still doesn't go in with Bathsheba. And so he sends him out to war and he, he calls Joab and he says, look, I, I want you to put him on the front lines of the battle and, and, and make sure that he's in the heat of the battle and make sure that he dies. Premeditated murder. Now he dies. He gets word. He calls Bathsheba. She had the time to mourn. He brings her in, he calls her his wife, and he sets down, and his heart now is starting to behave. And now he's like, Phew, I covered that up. <clears throat> Man, nobody knows. I've still got a good heart, I'm still king. Nobody knows what happened. And here comes the prophet. <sighs> hey, don't shoot the prophet. Here comes a man of God. He comes into David's house and he reads his meal right there where he is. And the Bible said at that moment David dealt with some issues and he fell down and repented. He didn't ask God to forgive him because he felt sorry. He literally repented. Because here's the thing, when you reset your heart uh, with the issues, because because behavioral and issue is two different things. Issue is something that uh, is, is, is unsettled. That's what an issue is. It's something that is unsettled. Behavior is something that can be learned. We can learn to behave. You didn't just come come out and just be really good and just always behave all your life. Your mom and daddy had to spank your hind in. <laughs> pull your laptop and pull your phone and put you in time out. You had to learn how to behave. And a lot of times what happens is we come into church and everybody's seeing the outward thing. And they don't even know what really happened in our life. They don't know the hell we had to fight out of just to stay sane in our mind. They don't know the stuff that we've lived with. They don't know the times uh, that we laid down at night and cried ourselves to sleep. Uh, all they seen us do was come to church uh, and just be churchy uh, and and, and, and uh, all this stuff. But they don't know what really happened uh, when I was a child. Uh, they don't know who rejected me in school. Uh, they don't know who betrayed me. Uh, they don't know who molested me. Uh, they don't know who lied to me. Uh, and I don't know who broke up with me. Uh, and all of these things. Uh, and we've learned, my God, I'm talking talking to somebody and we've learned in our heart to behave like everybody told it to but we didn't deal and reset the heart for the issues. And so we go through a lot of programs. A program will just program you we can all be programmed. You can just program you. Amen. And we go through programs trying to reprogram, but we need to reset. We need to take that reset button that is blow the circuit and let God begin to develop us. And sometimes we don't come to that place. The spirit of the Lord never left David. Listen, listen, when God anoints us, he doesn't just look and say, well, I'm done. He, does, he doesn't do, the bible says that the gifts and the calling of god are without repentance that means every place that you're going to go that the anointing is going to be on your life and god is not going to leave you he is going to be there but if our heart doesn't get reset then we become programmed and we become behavioral and so our heart behaves but it isn't reset i don't want a bunch of church people who knows how to behave but my god i need some church people that has reset their heart until they're fresh in their mind that when they leave this building, that, that God has moved in their life. Because we can calm it down and tame it down. But when everybody else is left and it's just us, the issue is still there. hasn't been reset. David's dealing, I mean, he's 50-something years old. He's, he's, he's been king of Israel since he was 30. He's been a king of Judah since he was a, a, about 15 or 16 years old. He's been in this all of his life. The Bible said he's a man after God's own heart, but he hasn't learned to reset his heart. See, we can be the greatest worshipers and life changers as God. We can know every scripture, know every Bible verse and we can get up and we can turn to it and then we can know all the topics and everything else but if we don't come to a position in our life and learn to reset our lives then what happens is is that the motives that comes from the heart is coming from a behavioral heart and not a reset heart because the things that come from a reset heart and the motives of a true reset heart it will help people in their lives, it will break down with people. You'll cry with people. You'll laugh with people. You'll shout with people. You'll be joyous with people. And you won't have a behavioral heart and, and laugh with them in their face, but talk about them behind their back. You won't come to church and say, I'm so proud of you, and then get on the telephone and tell everybody else how they just want to be like you because your heart is a my- mouth. Your heart is a behavioral and not a reset. And God says, reset your heart. You'll learn to celebrate somebody else's victories. So, just saying, I'm so happy for you. I know I chose that first. Man, I got a red car. I so, I love red. Do you know, they was with me the other day and I said I wanted a red card and they went and got one. Because they behaved. <laughs> but when the heart isn't reset, See, all they're thinking about is how they was rejected by somebody else and they they have learned to behave to get friends on the outside. See, because some people just want to make sure that everybody sees them with all of their friends. And friends are great. Are y'all with me? But not everybody is really your friend. (laughs) I got 6,000 friends on Facebook. Well, you've lost your ever-loving mind. (laughs) Because 5,000 are just creeping and seeing what you're doing. (laughs) Well, I just messed your world up. Because a true friend, the word friend means covenant. Amen. Abraham was a friend of God. There was a covenant that was made. So 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 we throw the word friend out there like it's just nothing. We throw the word love out there like it's just nothing. I love Pastor Shoes. No, you don't. I hope you do, but anyway. I love to eat steak. Yes. Praise God. <laughs> Woo. That's a Shabaha or Yabba Dabba Doo or something right there. Praise God. <laughs> Called Holy Ghost tongues. Yabba Dabba Doo. Listen. And we throw the word friend around. Oh, they're my friend. Oh, they're my friend. And we see them at church across the day and we go, oh, there's my friend. And over across the other deal, they don't know you and you don't know them and something happens and now you're so betrayed because your friend that you've seen at church... And so now the enemy's watching you and your heart becomes a behavior and now he's just suddenly just poking you and getting you riled and watching you and getting you to the place. Don't you know that King David, if he would have been in battle like everybody else, instead of setting home idle and sitting while all the other kings went to war because his heart become a behavioral thing and he thought, I got this, I can do this. The thing about it is you can come up here and get saved, but staying saved is the issue you, that your heart is going to have to reset and stay. David got a behavioral thing. He got to the point the enemy set back. See, there's one thing that Satan is and that's patient. Us, we are very impatient. Pastor, pray for me. I got a headache. I pray for him. 15 minutes later, oh, Pastor, just don't know how to pray. My hand's still hurt. We're so very impatient. We want church to be like the McDonald's drive-thru. We want to order it, and we want to drive up and pick it up. But lo and behold, if they got to drop some fries while we're in the drive-thru line. (laughs) Hey, can you pull up to parking lot number one? We're going to drop some fries. What? It takes two minutes to drop fries, come on. Why don't you go home, peel a potato and drop them yourself. Where well, I'm patient, but the enemy is patient. He sat back for 25 years and he watched the behavior of David's heart. Until David thought he had it right where he wanted. Right where he wanted to be. When all the kings went to war and David was, was a warrior, that is one of the things that they note about David. The Bible said that, 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 that after he killed Goliath, the Bible said uh, that the virgins began to cry out in the streets uh, that David uh, has killed his 10,000 uh, and Saul has killed a 1,000. Uh, and and, 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 and he, he was noted as a warrior. And so this warrior, his heart got to behaving like, I got this. Honey, let me tell you something tonight. When you come into the house of God tonight, or, or Sunday or get up in the morning to go to work and if your attitude is always hey I got this and if you think for one minute my God don't shout me down when I'm preaching now but if you think for one minute you can get up and brush your teeth and comb your hair and buy you some new shoes and get you a newest song and go to work and just be saved and not read the word and not pray and not come to God and not uh, 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 fall down before him and you Think you got this? Huh. I was really going to be cute tonight, but here we are. And our hearts learned how to behave in such a manner that five years after we've gotten saved we're still the biggest babies in church. They got a burp us. They got to change our diaper. They got to feed us milk. If the preacher starts preaching too strong, it's like, poof, poof. well, I can't digest that. <laughs> so we become shallow of the word, and Satan has set back, And now he approaches at a moment of his life. God told David, he said, David, I'm going to call you the king. It's what he said. He said, I do not. There's three things that I do not want you to do. You cannot multiply in horses. He said, I do not want you to multiply in gold. And do not, do not multiply in wives. So what David did when he went into battle, he took all the battle horses that he got and he killed them right there on the spot. What did he do with all the money that he got? He built Solomon's temple. (sighs) but he had two wives. Uh Uh-oh. Got quiet in here. but his heart's behaving right. But the issue hasn't been dealt with because of the rejection in his own life had never been dealt with. See, uh, most of us really we're, 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 we're messed up in so many ways because the people that we go to church with if they really knew our issues wouldn't they sit beside us would they really be nice to us oh well I don't know who you're talking about And so church is supposed to be the place where we come and get rehabilitated, but we're trying to be perfect like everybody else. Then a heart starts behaving. So we have a behavioral heart and we're not dealing with the issues. And the issues is the things that's been unsettled. It's been unsettled in our lives. It's been unsettled in many, many things and we haven't dealt with it. And when we don't deal with it, what happens is, I'm telling you right now, I have been an an, an umpire for a a, a, a t-ball team and and I mean, them little kids are perfect. And then they wanted me to umpire for a co-ed Christian softball team I I thought I was going to have to fight all of them. (laughs) These grown people out there acting like a bunch of sport brats. Can you imagine the behavioral heart of an adult Christian after 10 years of not dealing with the issues? Uh, no wonder they storm out the door and don't come back and I ain't never coming back to your church again. You ain't God. You, you can't help me. I'm sick and tired of it. And I, I mean, I, uh, Pastor, we may told you that several times. But they have behavioral issues or behavioral heart. Somebody hear me tonight. We have to go way down deep in order to deal with with the issue of the heart and to reset the heart. We can't buy a new version of the Bible. We can't quit Life Changers Church and join another church. We can't start another group on Facebook. We can't go move to another town. We can't divorce this one and marry another one. We can't quit this job and go to this job and not deal with the issue because it gets bigger and bigger. And Satan sets back and he watches and he wants to crumble you. But at the moment that David was crumbled, he fell before God and he repented. He said, oh God that I would sin against you. Well, don't go over and do that because you know, life changer says that's a sin. No, God says it's a sin. And if we're not doing some things because certain people at church go and they don't believe in it and we don't want them to think we're sinning, but the real issue is we're not trying to please God. David said, "The Lord, I have sinned against you. He dealt with the issues of his heart at that moment and become reset. Pastor Andy, come to the piano, please. Musician. If we ever get to the point in our life to where we aren't completely settled and focused in on where God wants to take us other than what is everybody else doing? Listen, if you have chosen a church in your life, listen to me, I'm I'm just saying this. If you have chosen a church in your life because all of the cool people go, Or the certain community. Or a certain color. Or a certain place. And we have separated so many different things. And it's because we've learned that the heart behavioral is more important than dealing with the issue of the heart. Most Christian people have got issues that are way down deep that as a childhood they haven't learned how to turn it over to God. They haven't been confronted to the point where it knocks them on their knees. Let me tell you something. If you ever come to this church and the word that I'm preaching doesn't ever confront you, then I'm not doing my job. If I'm preaching on one of your pet sins that you're hiding and you get mad at me, you know, I'd rather you get mad at me and go home and still make it to heaven other than me sitting here petting your sin and you wake up running through hell one day and saying, Roger Brown, why didn't you tell me? So, the church as a general, the whole reset the mind, now reset the heart. The heart is a funny thing. It is a funny thing. A lot of stuff here. And we have this saying that we've heard even as a child. Now, I'm a, don't, don't get mad at me, I'm just, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. As a child, we've said, Jesus is in my heart and I've asked him in my heart, and that is true. But Jesus is not gonna come somewhere where a man can put you on a table, open you up and pull it out and set it on the other side of the table. He's gonna come into the solar system of your mind That's where he's going to come. That's where the love, that's where he comes. Now, listen, I know the heart. I mean, we talk about the heart. We have to reset the heart because that's where a lot of issues is. And we talk about Jesus is in the heart. He come into my heart. And this is where, and, and fine, I'm not telling you, I'm not messing theology up and saying, don't ever say that again. But I'm telling you that what happens is, is when a man gets saved, he changes his mind. It's a mindset. But now our heart begins to that's what the love of God wants to deal with things with. That's why the Spirit of the Lord never left David because he came here. David even calls out way before his time, Oh, Lord, create in me a brand new heart. How could David even say create in me a brand new heart when Jesus hadn't even come and said that this is what I'm doing in the salvation It's because he stayed and he chased God and he understood that God had to reset his heart and he understood that there were some behavioral issues that got him away from God and messed up his life. But when your heart becomes reset... We start seeing things different. When a heart becomes reset, we don't start blaming everybody else for what happened to us. When a heart becomes reset, we don't don't start looking at somebody else because they made it somewhere before we did. Or they got somewhere before we did. Because here's the things. Is the things in your life that you tolerate, you will never celebrate. And we as Christians have been tolerating way too much from the enemy. And we never learn how to celebrate what God's doing in our lives. And the only thing that we learn how to get away from the toleration is to reset our heart. Because if we're having a behavioral heart, then we're tolerating way too much than we should Head bow.
1: (laughs) When I look, eyes with you, I see my reflection when I look, eyes with you, I feel your affection. Lost in your love with you Cause you're my When I lock eyes with you
0: over this place just stand to your feet would you hallelujah whoever it is I'm talking to in this place or even maybe you're at home tonight here's what I got to say you're in here tonight and there are some issues and they are unsettled i don't need to know their issues it's not really none of my business but these issues has called a lot, has caused a lot of problems in your life it's never allowed you to get close to people it's never allowed you to get close to god because there's always this something there you've learned how to smile you've learned how to tell jokes, you learn how to join in the right crowd and even in church there's a calling on your life that is way bigger but tonight the heart needs to be reset now whoever I'm talking to and I feel there's several in here maybe at home this is what I want to say. On account count of three and you say, preacher, I want to reset my heart tonight before God. And I want you to pray with me. And as David was anointed, I believe that I'm anointed, but preacher, I want you to pray with me tonight that I would come before and there's some issues with my own heart that I need to repent from. I don't need to know those issues. These are between you and God, but you know they're stopping you. So on a count of three, I wanna make a line all over this place. Come and let's reset a heart. One, two, three, come on, anybody. Hey, thank you for choosing Life Changers Church to listen to. Our services are Sunday morning at 10.30. We also have King's Kids Church available as well on Sunday morning. We offer a midweek lift service on Thursday nights at 7. And to all of our visitors who are in driving distance, come and worship with us here at Life Changers Church. The Life Changers worship team is amazing and the full impact of worship cannot be explained on experience. Hey, check out our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes. We're also on Spotify as well. You can find all of these under Life Changers Church International, Pittsburgh, Kansas. This full title and name will lead you straight to all of our programs. Hey, check out our Facebook page for all of our events and our outreach that we do in the community each and every month. God bless you again, and have a wonderful and blessed day in Jesus.